the Social Work Journal podcast is a place of healing that normalizes everyday experiences through the exploration of evidence-based practice, theory, peer-reviewed journals, literature, articles, research, and a little pop culture. For further context, throughout each episode, I will also share my own personal experiences. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Social Work Journal channel. I'm your host, Del Tom, and today we are going to talk about goals. So what is a goal? A goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim or desired result. So let's get into goal setting theory, because you know I like to relate a lot of things to evidence-based practice, theories, articles, journals, research. To really understand what a goal is, we have to get into this goal setting theory. So Edwin Locke and Gary Latham, they are the creators of goal setting theory. And they said in order for someone's goal to be successful and for someone to attain their desired outcome, their goals have to have certain elements. So the first one was clarity, which means that you need to be specific. A lot of goals aren't successful because they're just not specific enough. What exactly is it that you're trying to accomplish? The next element is that the goal has to be challenging. You don't want to make a goal that's too easy because it'll get boring, but you don't want to make a goal that is not attainable. So for instance, I don't think I would make a goal that I'm going to lose 50 pounds in one month. I mean, that is insane. I don't know too many people who can lose 50 pounds in one month unless you have some kind of specialized background. Next, the goal must be accepted. So it's almost like you have to make the goal real. A lot of times people are more successful with goals when they share those goals with other people because that makes the goal real and that helps you solidify that you are actually going to go through and follow through with this goal. And then the next element they say is that feedback must be provided on goal attainment. So you could either use another person for that feedback or you can track it yourself but somehow, some way, you need to be able to see the progress. You need to be able to see some areas where you're doing well and some areas where maybe you're still striving. Next, this is kind of related to what we're talking about, deadlines. So in order for a goal to be effective, you need to have a deadline. You want to accomplish whatever said goal by said time. That's the deadline right? Because if you don't give yourself a deadline, it's like, oh, I'll start working on this tomorrow. Oh, I'll start working on this next week. Oh, you know, I'll start working on this in the new year. And we'll get into that new year's resolution goals. And then lastly, according to goal setting theory, a learning goal orientation leads to higher performance than a performance goal orientation. So what do they mean by that? If your purpose of your goal is to grow and see progress, right? And you're measuring your success of your goal by your own progress versus performance, meaning maybe you're comparing yourself to somebody else's progress. Maybe you're doing it for attention. Maybe you're doing it to show people that you're the best at something. That's not a good way to set a goal. You want to have a mastery orientation, That means that you're going to set little steps. You're going to set little objectives to achieve that goal. And the purpose of your goal is for growth. So if I had to give an example, if my sort of 
reason for working out in the gym was so that I could get eight pack abs. I'm probably not going to stick with a workout regimen, but if my purpose is to have more energy, to be stronger, to be able to walk up a flight of stairs without being out of breath, to feel good and to release those endorphins or to increase my health. Those are mastery goal orientation strategies. And so more than likely, I'm going to work out in the gym more often. We're going to get into performance and performance avoidant orientation a little bit more later on in the podcast, but I just kind of wanted to give you sort of a sneak peek of what they mean by you want to focus on mastery goal orientation rather than performance. And then we did talk about this a little bit earlier. They say that group setting goal is important just as an individual setting goal. So sometimes it's good to find other people who have similar goals and maybe you guys strategize together and you hold each other accountable. Now there's something similar that we use in social work practice. Also, I mean, any therapist uses this this sort of template when we set goals with clients or when I work in the school sector, when I set goals for students and it's called SMART goals. And I truly believe that this format was based off a goal setting theory, because as I read the different elements, it's going to sound very similar to goal setting theory. So what are SMART goals? The goal has to be specific. It has to be measurable. It has to be achievable, relevant, and time-based. Pretty consistent with goal setting theory. So when they say specific, who's involved, what do I want to accomplish, what I want to achieve, why is this goal important? It's important to know your why when you're setting a goal, because if you set a goal and you don't know your why, I think it's easy for that goal to go to the wayside. And also too, it's easy to get distracted when you don't know your why. The goal has to be measurable. So how many times do you want to do this and how often? My goal is to get healthy. In order to get healthy, I am going to work out in the gym five days a week for 30 minutes for three weeks consecutively. That's measurable and it's time-based. And the objectives and the elements that I put within that goal are relevant. Okay. And it's achievable because I said 30 minutes. It's not hard to work out for 30 minutes, especially when you're first starting out. And I keep using workout as a point of reference because I'm really into working out. And when I first decided that I really want to get back into my fitness, because after having a baby, I definitely fell to the wayside. I would try to go out for walks and things like that, but I wasn't really working out. Well, when I finally set my mind to it and I say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be consistent. And the reason my why for doing this is because I want to feel healthy. I want to be strong. I want to have more energy because when I wasn't working out, I was tired and I wasn't getting that dopamine release that I get when I work out. So I was really kind of feeling down. You know how they talk about baby blues. And I found out that working out really helped with that. So when I really set my mind to it, What I decided to do is work out in the gym for a minimum of just 30 minutes 
And I said, oh, I'll start with, I think I started with maybe three days a week. And then I worked my way up to four, five, and then six days a week. On average, I would say for the past year and some change, I've been working out five to six days a week. Are there times where it's just not feasible for me? Sure. I might only work out three or four days a week, but consistently I work out five to six days. One way that I make that achievable is, like I said, I set a time limit for it. 30 minutes is my minimum. And I always prioritize cardio over weightlifting. So if I know I can't stay in the gym for 45 minutes or an hour, I'm going to get my cardio in because that is what really drives me and gives me that energy and gives me that dopamine release. And then weightlifting is just for like the toning and for the strength. So that's an example of how to make a smart goal. And something else that I learned too with goals is you want to make sure that you set a goal that's feasible that you can do consistently because realistically, even if we get back to my example of working out, working out three to four days, three to four days per week is not really going to get you where you want to be. You want to be in a habit because first you're motivated, but once that motivation flees, what really keeps you going with your goal is just being in a habit, just establishing a routine. Because then when you have a day where you don't fulfill that routine, you're like, hmm, something's missing. So what happens is, is you figure out a way to make it happen because you're just in a routine. You're committed now. So let's move on. I want to talk about motivational quotes. So a lot of us love motivational quotes. And a lot of us use motivational quotes for motivation. So I'm going to read a few. There's one that was on success.com. And they say, the key to success is to focus on the goals, not the obstacles. Well, we know from smart goals, that's not necessarily true. And also from goal theory, that's not necessarily true. Because if you don't understand what your obstacles are going to be, how do you make sure that your goal is attainable? But hey, people will read this quote And they'll be like, oh, yeah, focus on your goal. Don't focus on your obstacle. Well, no one's saying that you should sit there and give yourself a laundry list of why you can't achieve your goal. That's not where we're going with this. But if you're not understanding what obstacles may come your way so that you can plan ahead of how you're going to overcome those obstacles and still hit your target with your goal, then you're not going to be successful. So you have to be aware of where your deficiencies are in order for your goal to be successful. Okay, the next motivational quote, and they actually cited Henry Ford as saying this, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Okay, so if you listen to season two, episode one, Believe, I think that this has a lot to do with what we discussed in that episode. So it's basically saying what you think you can do and what you think you can't do determines your outcome. And you probably are correct. I think that it could have a double meaning. It could have a meaning of awareness, like, okay, you're more self-aware than what you think you are. So if you think you can't do something, you're probably right because who could be more aware of your capabilities than yourself? So see, That's kind of the problem with these motivational quotes, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. They're sound bites. 
So the meaning is, is what you want to take from it. But who knows what Henry Ford meant by that? I mean, I would need to know more what he said before this quote, what he said afterwards to really put it in context. Okay, the last motivational quote I want to read to you is success is not an activity, but a process. Now, I think that this is a great one because I think that this embodies goal theory and smart goals. It's trying to tell you, you want to really focus on that mastery orientation and not the performance aspect, because when you are trying to accomplish your goals, you're not always going to hit your target. And there's going to be times where it's going to be difficult to work on that goal. But if you just understand that you're on a journey and you enjoy that journey, whether it's up or down, then it makes the goal the goal achieving process more fun and it makes it more enlightening and there's more opportunities for you to grow and learn from it. You're really looking at your goal as a journey, a process, not as I got to hit this and I got to hit this now. Yes, we want it to be time-based. Yes, we want it to be measurable, but just know whatever your goal is, because it is going to be challenging, right? It's going to take some time. So I found this article on entrepreneur.com and it's the title of the article is why inspirational quotes will never inspire you. And in this article, they say that basically motivational quotes are clickbait. And the reason why they're clickbait is because they're easy. They're easy for the person that posts them because the person who's posting these motivational quotes, and we see them all over social media, they're basically it's, it's content curation. They're not creating content. They're curating content that's already out there. So it's easy for them to just generate a list of a bunch of motivational quotes that are already out there and just put it on Instagram and boom, 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 where we're getting likes, right? But it's also easy for the reader as well, because believe it or not, when you hear these motivational quotes, you receive this sort of instant gratification. You get like this motivation, you get this reinforcement and it's sudden and it's a distraction from a failure. So automatically you get that dopamine release. It's just, it's a quick hit basically, but it's fleeting. So does it really help you accomplish your goals? Now, I think if you find a motivational quote or if you create some type of um, phrase and you use either that phrase you created or that motivational quote that inspires you as like a daily positive affirmation, I think you could see some success with that. Absolutely. But just to read these things online and think, oh yeah, this is going to help me accomplish my goals. is actually, there's no evidence that motivational quotes actually help motivate people to accomplish their goals, maybe short-term inspiration. Another reason why motivational quotes are so popular before we move on, I just want to say this, think about the people that um, are utilized, are cited in these motivational quotes. They're usually famous, a person that's received a lot of accolades or acclaim, and people who are seeking to achieve a goal, they're essentially seeking success in some area in their life. And these are what you would call successful people. So in essence, that makes the motivational goal more popular because 
it makes you feel like you're embodying something from someone that's successful. And we all have this understanding that success breeds success. But I mean, remember, you're just reading something that someone said, and they may not have even been the one to say it because some of these motivational quotes are misquoted or they cite the wrong person for saying it. And remember, if we don't have the full context, if we don't know what they said before or after, that quote could actually have a different meaning, just as we discussed in season two, episode one, Believe. So if you didn't listen to Believe, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that episode and then listen to this one. Okay, so there's an article by Stunning Motivation, and they say 21 most common reasons why people fail to achieve their goals. Now, I am not going to list 21 reasons on this podcast, but there were a few that stood out to me and I want to go over them. So number seven, they say they don't learn from their mistakes and their failures. And I thought that this was so compelling and so important to talk about, because remember, we talked about in order to really understand the purpose of a goal, a goal is a process. It's a journey. And so you're going to have mistakes. You're going to have failures, but these are opportunities for you to grow and go back and figure out a way to do it better. And if you take those opportunities to say, okay, this is an area where I was deficient. What can I do to strengthen that area while I still focus on the areas that I'm strong in? That's your opportunity to get closer to your goal. And it's great. So if you come to the conclusion that, hey, I'm not going to get stuck, I realized that something I was doing was not working and I'm going to change my approach so that I can change the outcome or get a different result, then you're not going to achieve your goal. The next one, number eight, they say they don't follow a proven plan. And I think that's very important. So if your goal is to make a million dollars, you need to find out how someone who's already made a million dollars, millions of dollars, how they did it. So it's always good to find books, find articles, literature, talk to people who you may know who are millionaires. Go on YouTube. People talk about their story and how they accomplish all the time. Maybe you want to take some kind of coaching course because there are coaches out there. And I'm not talking about that scam stuff where people give you a little information and then the rest is fluff. You know, try to have a spirit of discernment when you seek out coaching because some people will tell you a whole lot of nothing. However, I do think there are people out there who have like these coaching courses and try to find something affordable and you can learn a lot about how to make money or whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to lose weight, Hey, why don't you link up with a dietitian, spend a little bit of money and learn about diet and what foods work for you because everybody's body is different, you know? And goals should be individualized. You can't have a goal that's so general that it lacks that specificity that it doesn't cater to your needs and your ability to accomplish it. So that's why you really need to have a proven plan. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to lose weight by dieting and exercising because I'm going to tell you something. If you come up with a diet that's not feasible, remember, because goals have to be achievable. They have to be something that's realistic. 
So if you say, oh, I'm only going to eat vegetables and fruits all day. Well, let's see how long that lasts because you're going to get hungry. So you might want to go to an expert that knows how to help you feel full, but help you eat things that are lower in caloric intake. So for instance, I'll tell you, I tried the Noom app and I lost probably about 10 pounds. And I would say on average, I probably stay about seven pounds under what I was before I did the Noom app. But I mean, I'm not, I am not advertising Noom. You know, I'm not, a Noom is not sponsoring me, but I did think that that app worked and they use cognitive behavioral therapy and their approaches. So see, the reason why it works is because they use proven approaches and they educate you along the way. So if you want to check out Noom, anyone who has weight loss goals out there, I would recommend it, but they're not sponsoring me. This is not an ad. Okay. So number nine, their goals are vague. We talked about this. Are your goals clear and specific? When you ask people what they want in their lives, most will give you vague and general answers, such as they want to be rich or they want to be happy. Okay. What does it mean to be happy? My goal is to be happy. Well, how are you going to be happy? What is it that makes you happy? You know, for me, what makes me happy is feeling like I accomplished something. So I try to find little things throughout the day that will make me feel accomplished. If it makes me feel accomplished that I got the towels washed and I got to record an episode of my podcast, which actually that's what I'm doing right now, then, hey, that is a specific goal that makes me feel accomplished. And it's something that's attainable, challenging, but it's attainable. Also too, they say number 15, this is the last one that I wanted to highlight. They focus on the result instead of progress. Remember, we talked about that earlier, about how we want to have mastery orientation. So one of the common mistakes that people make when it comes to achieving their goal is they focus on the result. So for instance, with my podcast, if I were to say, in the first month that I release my podcast, I want to get a thousand subscribers, okay? You're going to feel like a failure because you didn't hit that target. And I can tell you, I started my podcast back in August of 2021. It's now January, 2022. And I have not hit a thousand subscribers. And if I had went into it with that mentality, I probably would feel like a failure (laughs) you know, if that was my expectations, you know what they say about expectations, expectations set us up for disappointment. Not to say that you shouldn't expect anything, but make sure that your expectations are at least realistic. So it's funny because this kind of reminds me, I think I had a conversation with my husband maybe about a month ago and he said, you know, what is your goal with the podcast? And when I started talking about my goals, I was saying, oh, you know, I really like to just look at how my podcast is performing based off of, you know, how many people are listening, how many people download it versus how many people actually follow the podcast. And one thing that I really use to determine that I'm hitting my goals, I guess, with my podcast is how many people start the podcast versus how many people are actually listening to it all the way through. And as a result, how many people are actually following my podcast? So when he asked me, well, what's your goal in terms of numbers? You know, how many people do you want to follow you? Because he was like, you know, you want hundreds, if not thousands, and that still may not be enough. And I remember thinking, wow, you know, I never thought of it in terms of numbers, 
And also too, I never thought of it in terms of, well, if I'm not hitting these numbers, then I'm not doing well, or this is not enough. I mean, for me, when I post things about my podcast on Instagram, you know, check me out at the Social Work Journal on Instagram and Facebook, um, the Social Work Journal. So something that's been very encouraging for me on um, Instagram is I noticed that when I post like little clips from the podcast and I do like audiograms or I do like little video clips, I noticed that people are starting to share and save those clips. And so I thought, wow, that, that means I'm getting closer and closer to my goal. What was my goal? What was the goal that I had in mind? The goal that I had in mind was I want to inspire people. I want to educate people. I want to normalize everyday experiences by using research and articles and evidence-based practice. So people understand that these things that you're experiencing out there, they're not uncommon and it's not an anomaly and you're not alone. And I experienced some of these things as well. And I think that it gives people a sense of hope and understanding that, hey, we're all going through a lot of the same things together, but there's a way. There's always a way to problem solve. There's always information out there, but some people don't always know how to find that information or even how to go about seeking information. So I kind of do that with my podcast. And when people give me feedback, like, thank you so much for posting this or this really changed my life or that changed my day. Or, you know, I I had posted a clip from season one, episode five distortions. And someone that I worked with years ago follows my, my Instagram at the social work journal. And she said, thank you so much for posting this. This was so helpful. I actually played this for my son. And to me, that meant the world. That means that I'm adding value to people's everyday life by doing this podcast. And for me, that's how I feel like I've accomplished my goal with the podcast. I never thought about numbers. And I thought that it was good that my husband was trying to give me that perspective because, you know, he works in business and finance. So he's all about like quantifying things, which makes sense. And remember, we talked about you want your goal to be measurable. And usually to measure it, there needs to be some kind of numbers involved. Right. So I said to him, I said, you know what? If a year into the podcast, if I could have 500 downloads, that would be great. And I thought about it and I said, that's really attainable because as we speak right now, I have 200 downloads. So thank you all who listen to this podcast and who've been supporting me since day one. I really appreciate it. So that's all I have today about goals. And please, if you have comments, questions, suggestions, you can email me at the social work journal at gmail.com. You can also go on my website and you can just click contact or you can go to the contact page. And I think you can just fill something out and send me a message and I'll get it. I love to hear from you guys. I love to hear about your goals and what inspires you and, you know, what are kind of some of your setbacks. We will continue this journey and I hope you all have a great rest of your day. All right. Until next time. Bye.